The other day, Mike had a dentist appointment. When he came to the dentist's office, he saw two doors leading to the rooms. The administrator was away, so Mike decided to find the right room himself. He opened the right door first, and then he checked the left room too. Where was the real dentist? The real dentist was behind the left door. Look, the dentist stands over the chair and holds a dental instrument in his hands. In the chair, there's a teenager who's having his teeth professionally cleaned. But behind the right door, the dentist is holding a tattooing machine. A teen in that room is looking at him with suspicion. Jennifer was exploring some spooky old house, looking for fancy antique things. Some hours later, she got tired and decided to have a quick lunch, which she had packed in the morning. She went to the dining room with a large table and three chairs, lit the candles, and was about to take a seat. But all of a sudden, she spotted something weird about most of the chairs in that room. What chair should Jennifer sit on? Jennifer was super attentive. That's why she sat on the chair in the middle. The one on the left has a sharp nail sticking out, and the one on the right is already taken. Look! There's a ghost sitting on it. Stuart was taking the final cooking exam. He has always wanted to be a chef, and he was about to take one step closer to his dream. The professor said the one who answered all his questions would get the certificate with honors and the money prize of $10,000. The most important thing is that this person will also be offered a sous chef position at one of the most prestigious restaurants in Paris. All the students answered 19 questions, and the professor read the last in the most complicated one. What product will never be salty when you boil it, no matter how much salt you add? Two days later, Stuart was on his way to Paris. He was the only one to know the answer. What product was the professor talking about? It's an egg in the shell. No matter how much salt there is in the water, the boiled egg won't be salty. Fiona left her husband a shopping list for him to go to the supermarket. These guys are really into riddles, so the list was full of them. Fiona wanted Mark to buy something that has eyes but can't see, something that has ears but can't hear, and the wealthiest nuts. What did Fiona want Mark to buy? Fiona needed some potatoes, corn, and cashews. Jenny was locked in a room with 15 other people. Each of them could see the entire room and all the people inside without turning their head or body or moving in any other way. To get out of the room, Jenny had to place an orange in such a way that everyone but one person could see it. The girl managed to do it, but how? She put the orange on one person's head. A notorious bad guy caught wealthy businessman Brian and locked him in a room. I won't let you go until you double the money I'll leave for you. And the criminal put $5,000 on the table. By the time he returned, Brian had already doubled the money. He hadn't left the room or communicated with anyone. Then how did he do it? He put the money in front of the mirror. Early in the morning, 
Ashton got a call from his friend, an owner of a big company. The man was in distress. A very important contract had disappeared from his office. It had been on the desk the evening before, but nowhere to be found in the morning. Ashton immediately headed to the office to question the employees. In no time, he had three suspects. Ben said he had spent the previous evening at the movies. Mason had taken his girlfriend out to dinner, and Jesse had been invited to a party. It didn't take Liam long to understand who was lying. It was Ben. His ticket wasn't torn, so he didn't actually go to the movies. Right before a restaurant was about to open, someone stole all the money from the office. A detective arrived for interrogation. A cook said that he was working hard and didn't have time to walk or gaze around, so he didn't see anything. The security guy said that he was in the bathroom and didn't steal anything. The waiter said he remembered seeing one visitor heading to the office. Somehow he ignored it and didn't stop them. The waiter got arrested for stealing the money. Why? The restaurant wasn't open yet. There could be no visitors. Blake was a writer applying for a job in a fashion magazine. However, the boss was a whimsical woman. Blake did the interview well. But still, the woman didn't want to hire her because Blake was too young. The boss poured some water into a glass and asked Blake to get her some apple juice to fail her. However, there were two conditions. She wanted the water in the glass, but didn't want it to mix with the juice. Still, Blake figured out how to do it and got the job. How? She just put the glass in the freezer and waited till the water got frozen, then she poured the juice on top of it. Della was having a birthday party. She invited three people over and got three presents, a pair of heels, a bag of makeup, and golden earrings. However, Eloise didn't like one of the presents. Can you guess which one and why? She didn't like the golden earrings just because she couldn't wear them. Her ears aren't pierced. Well, maybe she will consider piercing them. Jason is making pizza for his family, and Savannah went outside to make some grilled vegetables. Which one of them does something wrong? Jason. He forgot to turn on the oven. James was a famous detective who could crack even the hardest cases. Once, he was investigating a case and found some crucial evidence. The next morning, he woke up in a well. It was old, deep, but luckily not filled with water, but quite dusty. On the flip side, there was no way he could get out to the surface. Suddenly, James saw his main suspect's face at the top of the well. You won't live long enough to rat me out, the man shouted. And then, the detective felt soil falling on his head. The bad guy was going to bury him alive. But in an hour, James was already out of the well and running away. How did he manage to get out? The detective started to shake off and tamp down the soil that was falling into the well. He was getting closer and closer to the surface until he managed to jump out and run away. Jane was walking home late. She was pretty tired, so she decided to take a bus. It was midnight. 
but the bus was packed with people. You get a gut feeling later that there's something wrong with some of these people. Who's a zombie? There are 20 people on the bus. There are two zombies among them. A man on the right has a bit of a bandage on his arm, and the woman next to the window seems to be groaning all the time. All the people in town thought Jack wasn't smart enough. Every time somebody offered him a 50C coin or a $1 bill, he would always choose the 50C coin. Many people every day would offer him to do it, but he never grabbed the bill. Why was Jack smart? Jack was actually pretty smart because he would get money without doing anything. As long as he agreed to get less money for no reason, people would come and try his trick again and again. See that car? Jack's been refusing $1 bills for over 10 years now, so he saved up enough money to get a car. You find yourself in a photo gallery. After looking at the wall, you realize that one of the pictures doesn't belong. You see a raccoon, a llama, a football, and a balloon. Can you tell which is the odd one out? You have seven seconds to guess. It's the llama picture. The other three objects have two double letters in their names. But the llama only has one double. And trust me, don't get too close to the llama. They might spit in your face. It's not fun. You have three matches. Can you make a six out of them without breaking them into pieces? Who said the number five has to be a standard six? The match is made a perfect Roman numeral three right from the get-go. So all you have to do is bring the bottoms of the first two matches toward each other, and you've got a Roman numeral six. It's your first day in the new office. Some colleagues don't seem really friendly, and you can't understand why. They also act strange, never have coffee breaks, and work at least 12 hours a day. A secretary at the reception desk, Lauren, tells that their company hires robots sometimes because they work harder than people and aren't addicted to coffee. She also says to stay away from them and try not to talk to them or even greet them because they can be unpredictable sometimes. It's quite easy to tell who's a robot. Can you guess who's a robot among these three people? Anna, Mike, and Lucy? It's Mike. He's the only one among three people who have a switch on the right. It's a cold night. Dark city streets, lights of driving cars, sounds of sirens, loud voices, chilly air, wet asphalt. Are you ready to get rid of the crime in this city? Then remember to count your correct answers. November 4th, 2021. It's been raining for three days, but even this is not enough to wash away all the dirt of the city. For several hours, Detective Sadfist had been sitting in his car near the house of a Hollywood star. The detective is sure that someone is going to rob her house. The actress doesn't believe in this. In the distance, he sees a tall man in a hat. He approaches the door and knocks. The actress opens the door and greets the stranger. Oh, I'm sorry, I thought it was my house, he says. It has a very similar design. The actress closes the door, and the stranger leaves. The detective gets out of the car and arrests him because the man is a thief. 
Why is the detective so sure about this? If the stranger had really thought it was his house, he wouldn't have knocked on the door. He'd have tried to open it with a key. The detective takes the thief to the station. The rain is finally over. It promises to be a long night, so the detective goes to buy a coffee. At this moment, the radio reports an arson to the south of the central square. No time for coffee. Sadfist hits the gas pedal and drives to the place. He notices the flames from afar. Two houses are burning. The detective notices several more police cars. A police officer tells him that one house belongs to a rich businessman. There's a lot of money inside. The owner of the second house is a poor artist. His paintings are burning now. Which house will the detective go to first to put out the fire? He's not a firefighter, so he won't approach either house. After watching the flames for a while, Detective Sadfist gets into his car and realizes he can't take it anymore. He needs some sleep. He doesn't want to go home because his house reminds him of her, and he doesn't need those memories at the moment. He decides to rent a hotel room. The detective asks the hotel administrator to wake him up at 7 a.m. Of course, the man says, but don't forget to call me first. Then I'll come to wake you up. One call will be enough. What does the detective need to do to make the lazy guy wake him up? He can set an auto call for 6.50 a.m. The detective enters the room and falls on the bed. At this moment, the door starts opening slowly. The faces of people he has thrown into jail appear out of the darkness. The detective sits up on the bed and the door slams shut. At first, Sadfist doesn't understand what just happened. But then, he lets out a sigh of relief. It was just a nightmare. How has he figured it out? It's already light outside. It was dark when the detective checked into the hotel. That means he was asleep. A new day, a new case. The detective is going to the countryside. A girl has disappeared there. Sadfist intends to find her. He stops his car near three houses. They're located on the ocean beach. Three roads lead to the houses. Sharp rocks and shards of glass cover the first road. The second road is swarming with snakes. Lava is boiling on the third road. Which path should the detective choose? The ocean will soon cool the lava and turn it into stone. The detective follows the third path. He enters the house and finds the missing girl there. She confesses that she stayed late at a party, and her mother was so worried that she called the police. Detective Sadfist arrives at an office building in the center of the city. He goes up to the top floor. Here, a rich banker is lying unconscious. Someone hit him on the head and stole important documents from his safe. There's a tape recorder on the banker's desk. The detective turns it on. The banker's voice comes from the microphone. My nephew. He called me a few minutes ago and said he would break into my office and take my documents. 
I don't know what to do. If something happens to me, you should know. My nephew Michael is to blame. Oh no, I think I heard the elevator doors open. I think it's him. He's here. The recording ends. We must find his nephew, one of the police officers says. I don't think so. The nephew has done nothing wrong. The man just wanted to frame him. Sad Fist answers. How did the detective figure that out? Someone rewound the tape in the recorder to the very beginning. It's unlikely that the nephew did it. He'd get rid of the recorder. The detective leaves the office, gets into the elevator, and meets an old concierge. They go down very slowly. The concierge looks attentively at the buttons. The detective asks him, what's the matter? The concierge answers that five people live on the 35th floor. Three live on the 20th floor. Four people live on the 7th floor. And seven people live on all other floors. The building has 40 floors in total. The concierge asks, which elevator button is pressed most often? What do you think? The answer is the first floor button. It's pressed by every resident. The detective gets into the car and drives to a cafe. He hasn't eaten anything since yesterday. He orders an omelet and opens a newspaper. There's a riddle on the front page. In the winter, a guy went to a nearby village to meet with his friends. He knew he needed to go through a forest, a small field, then a forest again, and only after that would he reach his goal. The guy started his journey. He went through the forest, the field, another forest. But then, he saw a big river. How can he cross it? The detective grins because he knows the answer. And what about you? It was winter. The river was frozen. A waiter approaches Sad Fist and puts his omelet with coffee on the table. The detective eats, then calmly gets up from the table and heads to the kitchen. There, he meets a masked robber. The detective arrests him. How did he know there was a criminal in the kitchen? Rob in Kitchen was written on the coffee mug. The robber is detained by other police officers and Sad Fist goes back to his car. He has a new case. He arrives at an antique store. Some swindler has deceived the store owner and sold him a fake coin. The coin has a date on it, 175 BCE. It looks old. The analysis has shown that the coin is ancient. The store owner says he thought it was really made before the current era. How did he eventually understand the coin was a fake? People who lived before our era couldn't write BCE on their coins. Sadfist leaves the store. Oh no, his shoes are torn. The detective gets into his car and goes to a shoe store. He parks, gets out of his car, and he sees three stores. The best shoes in the city, the sign on the first building claims. The best shoes in the world is written on the second building. But the inscription on the third store is the best. Detective Sadfist smiles and goes there. 
What's written on the third store? The best shoes on the street. After doing some shopping, Sadfist drives down the street and sees a group of suspicious people standing next to a building under construction. The detective stops the car. People notice him and run away in the other direction. The detective runs after them. It seems they've managed to escape, but Sadfist doesn't think so. He calls for backup and tells the police he's caught a gang of hooligans. They're all hiding in a transformer box. How did the detective know that? After all, he lost sight of the hooligans at some point. The hooligans ran on uncured concrete and left footprints leading to the transformer box. Oh no! Now, Sadfist's new shoes are stained with wet concrete. The detective gets into the car and goes to the laundry. There, he meets the owner who finds out about another crime. The owner claims that someone has taken a huge amount of money from his safe. But the detective realizes that there was no thief. The owner stole the money himself to get compensation from the insurance company. Sadfist has noticed this laundry gets robbed too often. But the owner hasn't changed the locks or strengthened security yet. But how can the detective prove the money hasn't been stolen? There are banknotes in that washing machine over there. That's where the owner hid the money. Tired, the detective returns home. His apartment is a mess. Since she left him, the house has turned into a dump. A mouse squeaks somewhere in the room. Inspect the apartment and help Sadfist catch the rodent. See that box with a hole? It looks like the mouse has chewed through it. Sadfist catches the tiny animal, but does nothing to it. He decides it will be his pet. The detective's mood is as bad as it always is. But maybe checking your score will cheer him up. Zero to three points. Detective Sadfist has only gotten sadder because you haven't helped him much in his investigation. Four to seven points. Not bad for an ordinary private detective. But it's unsatisfactory for Sadfist, the best detective in the city. Next time, try to be more attentive. 8 to 10 points. Well, it's better, but still not good enough. It's like having eaten a burger and still feeling a little hungry. 11 to 14 points. Today, the city can sleep peacefully. You've helped the detective in almost all cases. He deserves his long-awaited rest. And you do too.